Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to the season finale of the Miss Independence podcast. I cannot believe we are already at this end of the season. It's so crazy that it's been 10 weeks, but I am so thankful for everyone who's been listening to this podcast, and I hope you guys have gained some tools and insight about uh, life with a disability or chronic illness. So again, thank you so much. Uh, like I have been promoting, today's episode is a Q&A, so I am so excited to be doing that, and thank you all for submitting your questions. So just a few housekeeping things. I do plan to go on a hiatus for about a month. I have decided, I've learned a lot during this process, and I have decided that I want to do uh, pre recorded episodes and then just put them out so that that way I'm not scrambling every week and the content that I'm putting out is very high quality. So I'm going to be working away for like a month and then once I get them all finalized, everything except for the Q&A episode, I'll leave that towards the end of next season so I can get your real life questions in real time. But other than that, I want to have all the episodes recorded and so I'm going to work on that for a month. So during this month, if you guys haven't if you guys haven't listened to an episode and you want to get caught up, you're more than welcome to do that. And I am just so excited. So here we go. We're going to start this Q&A. Okay, so the first question I have is, who is my favorite band? Now, band, I'm not really sure of. I have a favorite artist. That would be Miranda Lambert. I think as far as bands, my favorite band would be... Pistol Annie's. I really like country music, so I like the old stuff, like the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, and like some of the new stuff, but uh, I really just love that early 2000s music, so that is who I like. I just love her sassiness and her rebel side, so yeah, that's that would be my favorite band. The next question is, What are some things for people to do um, who just received a diagnosis? And again, these questions, um, I don't want to answer from a legal standpoint or a medical standpoint because that is not my jurisdiction, I guess, for lack of a better word. But from my own personal experience, once you get a diagnosis, I tend to like read everything I can about a diagnosis. When I had my first endoscopy, well, when I had my first endoscopy that I can remember, I remember researching all the videos and learning about what it was, and it really kind of just calmed my anxiety. Now, I don't think that's for everyone. I think that sometimes people can get freaked out by doing that, and I wouldn't encourage you to do that if you have, you know, a ton of anxiety, and that would just heighten the anxiety. So, uh, but that's what I do. I just think that being informed and knowing what's going to happen is very important and all patients should be informed about the care that they receive. I think another tip when you receive a diagnosis is to really, you know, you're going to probably grieve about the life you had and, you know, that's okay. We all go through waves, griefs, grief and it can come in waves or it can come, you know, come and go. So I think it's important to offer yourself compassion and allow yourself to feel what you feel and try not to dismiss your feelings. So it's really important to sit with your feelings. And that can be true whether you're just getting the diagnosis or 
you are going through your grief and you've had your diagnosis for 20 years, I think it's just really important to feel our feelings. And another thing I would do when you get a diagnosis is to really make a connection with the doctor that you can go to for support or um, also be able to maybe find somebody with the same condition so that you have somebody to commiserate and connect with so you don't feel so isolated. Because I think that that's a lot of uh, problems too is that when you receive a diagnosis, you can feel so isolated. And, you know, by starting this podcast, I just hope that that's one way that you guys don't feel isolated that you guys can come to this podcast and get the resources and tools you're looking for but you know I just think that it's so important to not feel isolated so anything you can do to make a connection would be awesome what does my daily routine look like so right now I'm currently just doing the podcast so uh, and, uh, my daily routine is kind of, um, I like to wake up and, you know, it kind of just depends on what's going on my day. My day can look very different one day from the next. So, and since I rely on others to help me with some daily living skills, uh, that also hinders what I can do on a, or do on a daily basis. But basically I kind of just wake up and get dressed and, uh, play on my phone a little bit. I may or may not have a little bit of an addiction, but um, more on that later. I like to uh, help out with the animals. I live on a farm with a bunch of animals. We have horses and dogs and goats and cats and uh, jackass named Sam and geese and ducks. So I like to help out with that. And, you know, I like to ride horses. I like to work out. Um, but basically, yeah, I think that I, um, you know, try to be active and try to get outside a little bit and I like to cook and make sure I'm eating. I have a gluten and dairy intolerance and even though I'm not perfect, I try to, you know, incorporate that into my diet as much as I can. Uh, recently I just started, um, doing a protein shake every day. Um, actually I was doing that down in Georgia, but I bought some Ensure, um, protein shakes for when I got back home and they've been really good. So I try to do that once a day and I try, um, I'm really involved in this program called the personal development school. And that really talks about attachment styles and relationships. And, um, so I kind of work on that. You know, I like to watch every TV every now and then I try to always read a book. Uh, so I try to read at least a little bit every day. Uh, but yeah, my days kind of, um, when I'm not working, I don't really have like a set routine of things I do every day. You know, I'm making sure that I go to therapy, um, and being physically active, but it just kind of depends on what's going on that day. And I think that that's a lot of, I think that's something that a lot of individuals with a disability or chronic illness can relate to, is that we don't know, sometimes we don't know what our day looks like from one day to the next. So yeah, that's just kind of my daily routine. I, you know, like to make sure, I always like to make my bed. That's something that I always do every morning because I think that that's just important. It's just one small thing you can do every day to feel accomplished. So I like to do that. Um, But yeah, I just like to make sure that I'm being physically fit and getting outside as much as I can and playing with our animals and reading. And yeah, that's kind of just what I do.
What are some healthy, positive ways to express your needs to someone who might not get it? You know, I think that this is such a positive question and something so important to address when you have a disability or chronic illness, but even just as in general as a human being. I think that it's really important to be able to express our feelings because if we don't express our feelings, then we're kind of just sitting there and they pile up and up and up and then you just have a meltdown because there's no more space for you to hold them. So I think it's really important to be kind of direct with our feelings and making sure that we're not only communicating our feelings well, but we're being aware of them. Because I think the first step is to being aware of what you are feeling um, and having a sense of emotional intelligence. And then we're going to be able to communicate our needs. As far as being able to communicate our needs with somebody who just doesn't get it, we can't force somebody to understand something. Whether that be with our disability, our feelings... Uh, trying to talk to them about our past issues. We can't make somebody get it. So all we can do is explain our experience and hope that they understand. And if uh, we don't need to look for validation from others, we need to look for validation from our, inside ourselves. So I think letting go of the expectation that uh, you have to like prove something or that you have to like be... be you know, have to try to prove something to somebody else. It's just important that you validate your own experiences. So I think that we should try to communicate our needs. And I think that one of the ways in which we do that is, um, you know, there's emotional processing tools you could use or, you know, I feel statements using I statements is really important. I feel... Um, and then just being really aware of your emotions. I, we actually talk a lot about this in the personal development school. Um, and I'm hoping to do an episode because there's a few ideas that I have of things that I've learned relating to a disability or chronic illness, but I'm not really sure, um, how I do it with a third party content. So I want to figure that out for next season. But, um, basically, you know, we all have needs and, um, Being able to express our needs is really important, but we can't make people get it. So we have to make sure that we understand our own needs and are investigating our feelings about certain situations and uh, just being aware. And we can, you know, even keep a daily track blog of our feelings. And I think that it's really important to be our own advocate and to be... um, empathetic towards the other person because I don't think that most people try to invalidate your experience unintentionally I think that they just don't get it and as somebody with with, as somebody who doesn't have a disability or chronic illness they will never get it so I think that that's really important to understand too is that we're walking us with you know as individuals with disabilities or chronic illness are walking such a unique journey that people aren't gonna understand this What pra- what practices do you do to pull yourself out of a funk? One of the things I like to do to pull myself out of a funk is I kind of like to disassociate. And I'm not saying that this is good or bad. I like, I like to listen to my music with my headphones and 
Um, I like to self-soothe that way and kind of just block out. And not block out, like just, you know, zone out. That would be a better word. And so I like to do that. I think that it um, really helps me to kind of just de-stress. And um, I think that also it's important to be able to um, have not just one coping skill, but many. So I like to do meditation and yoga and working out. And I like to be outside with the animals. I like to go outside with the horses. I love horses. Um, And that's been such a great therapeutic uh, experience for me. I'm actually going to be getting um, equine lessons at an arena now that I'm back home. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I think that I like to pull myself out of a funk that way. You know, I do therapy. I think that therapy is so important, especially when you're on the journey that we're all on. It really just helps, you know, kind of process your feelings and learn to set boundaries and learn new coping skills. So I think that that's really great, you know, and yeah, those are just some of the things that I like to do. I like to, you know, give myself gratitude. I like to let myself cry when I need to. I don't try to push away those feelings. I think that it's important to feel your feelings and own them and express them in a way that other people can understand. Um, Because if you don't express them, then people can't know how to communicate with you or how to problem solve with you. So I think it's really important that communication is a tool that we can all use. Uh, no matter what your circumstances are in life. Just so people can be on the same page. So I kind of like to pull myself out of a funk that way. Journaling is always good. Um, just making sure, you know, if there's anything that I kind of feel like out of balance with. Like if I have been um, not on my gluten-free and dairy-free diet. Uh, if I haven't been doing as well on that, I like to kind of re- hit the reset button and try to get myself aligned back into that diet. Um, I'd like to say I do that with social media, but I'd be lying. So, um, but that's another good tool too, is you, if you recognize that you're on social media too much, you know, you can get off of it and try to just disconnect and like go for a hike, maybe or connect with friends. So I think that it's just kind of the awareness part and just being able to know, take an inventory of your life and know what areas of your life need to be strengthened, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, your spiritual life, um, career work. Just know what area of your life you feel like the most I'm out of balance with and find tools to get back on track. What are you looking forward to now that the season is over? Well, first off, I want to say that I am kind of sad that the season's over. I have loved this so much and it's been such a fun experience and I've learned so much and I definitely am going to take some of the things I've learned this season and use them next season. Um, but I'm definitely going to be pre-recording some episodes. I want to be able to, um, again, not have to come up with them on a out of my hat and I want to make sure that they're productive episodes. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of podcast work, hopefully some equine lessons, um, maybe some cooking, uh, but I don't have any other plan plans. I think that I'm going to kind of rest and recharge so that when I do come back, I can be the best self and um, know that I had a break and just, I'm really excited um, 
for this break, but I also, I'm a little sad, but I'm excited to come back. So I think that I'm kind of just looking forward to being able to take a step back and recharge. What is your favorite season? Well, if you saw on Instagram, um, or if you didn't, uh, my favorite season is fall. So this is my favorite time of year. I love fall so much. It, I love the colors. I love the cozy outfits, the fire, the football, the cooking. I love crock pot recipes. There's, I just love so many things about fall. It's just, and it's such a time for rebirth too. Like when you talk about, you know, hitting the reset button, like we've talked about in the previous episode, it really is, I feel like a time for rebirth and like renewal and to realign with yourself. And I just, I love fall. Um, I love Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday. I love all the food, the football. So it's just amazing. Who is your favorite sports team? I like the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys, I used to watch that show, uh, making uh, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team. So from like when I was in like sixth grade. So from then on, it was like, that's my team. And um, we played last night and we won against the Giants. So that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, that's my team. What are your hobbies? And how do you navigate them with a chronic illness? So I've always kind of like struggled with the answer to this question just because my the way in which I pursue my hobbies looks different for me than it would for a quote-unquote normal person um, because I can't just take myself to go do things and some things I need assistance with. So I, you know, but, you know, a hobby is really just something you enjoy and you like to go do that it has nothing to do with work. So I like to horseback ride. I like to cook. I like watching sports. I like being outside. I like, um, you know, I, like I said, I like horses. Um, I like to paint. Uh, we have a company in our town, and um, it's a place where you can go and paint. And they have, like, a little art class each month, and they have, like, a specific art thing you do. So I like to go do that. I like um, to work out. I uh, do some YouTube workouts. So that's one way that I'm able to focus on that independently. I don't have to worry about going to the gym. I can just get some body weights at home and um, any equipment that I need and just turn on the TV and do it. So that that's really nice. Um, but yeah, I think that is just really important for people's mental and emotional health to be able to have hobbies and outlets to express themselves as an individual. So yeah, those are some of my hobbies. Um, and like I said, you know, navigating that with a disability, you know, it's okay to need help relying on others to be able to do things because we all need social connection, social connection and an outlet. So that's really important to be able to have and foster those relationships and you can do it through hobbies. So you know, but also like being able to meditate, you know, I think that it's important to have a hobby that's physical, one that helps your emotional health, one that allows you to have a social connection. So I think it's good to have like two or three hobbies you're invested in and you can continue to keep growing with them. What is your zodiac sign? I am a Pisces. 
So Pisces are known for being sensitive, gracious, and emotionally aware. I'm like looking this up. Um, and I definitely, and they're very imaginative. I definitely can see myself um, with embodying those traits for sure. What is your favorite color? Blue is my favorite color. I love blue. And that, yes, it just happens to be the color of the National Hydrocephalus Association. That's just a coincidence. But I just love the calm feeling of blue when you look at it. It just feels so peaceful. And I also love the different variants of the color. You can have like ocean blue, mountain blue, you know. Just very different colors, and I just always find that color very soothing. So that's been my favorite color for years. I'm going to find some more. Another question, um, what is, um, what did you want to be when you were a kid? As a kid, I kind of wanted to do a lot of things. I wanted to be a realtor. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, which I guess worked out for me. Uh, I really kind of dabbed myself into a lot. I wanted to be a travel agent. Um, There was a lot that I wanted to do. I think that I've always kind of just wanted to help people and be around others and just be an entrepreneur. So I guess that I kind of achieved that goal. And it's been um, fun to do. I did... um, direct sales for a little bit with a um, company, a national company. So that was fun as an independent seller. Um, But yeah, so I kind of have always just embodied that like boss babe entrepreneur uh, stuff. Where has your favorite place to go on, been to go on vacation? So I've been to Disney World twice. I got to go on a school trip. And then I also got to go with the um, our local Make-A-Wish Foundation, or state's version of that. So I have been blessed to get to go down there. Um, so I would say that being down south would be my best vacation. Um, I obviously spent the summer in Georgia, and that was just so much fun. So I really like that area of the country. But I think that that would probably be my favorite vacation we always just did a lot of stuff and we had the pool and I really do like the hot weather you know I used to think that I would hate it but actually being down there this summer was very fun and obviously they have air conditioning so that helps but I just you know specifically for the uh, Disney World vacation we just got to do a lot of things we got to go to Harry Potter World all the kingdoms the animal kingdom we got to go to the um Uh, What else did we go? Uh, We got to go to like a water park. It was just really fun. And I love that area of the country. I just think it's such a friendly, fun, nice, warm place. So that would be my vacation, a hot summer. Who is my favorite actor? Uh, I really love Gerard Butler. I love his accent, and he's a big teddy bear, and I actually have a cutout. My sister bought me a cutout of him uh, a couple years ago, so I have one of him. But he's just so amazing, and I just love all his movies. My favorite movie of his is Angel Has Fallen or The Ugly Truth. So that would he's my favorite actor.
Do I enjoy roller coasters? Yes. And I'm emphatically enthusiastic, yes. I love roller coasters. Back to those uh, vacations down in Florida, we went on a lot of roller coasters and theme parks, and it was just so amazing and fun, and I love the thrill, and I love heights, and I just, it's so much fun. Um, and I'm not sure where I get that from, because I absolutely hate inner tubing. But, um, so, I like roller coasters. I do not like to inner tube. Um, I like to be on boats. I like to be in the water, but I, I'd prefer roller coasters. It is so funny. So, yes, a very emphatic yes. Would I rather be able to fly or be invisible? That is a good question. I think that... I don't know. I think it would be really cool to fly as a human. Uh, so if anybody has any ideas on how to do that, just let me know. But no, I think I love to be in airplanes and be like, you know, like the roller coasters. So I think that that would just be so cool. Plus, if I think, plus, if you think, plus, I, I think being invisible, um, that would not be as fun. Because I like to be extroverted and hang out with people. So if they didn't even know I was there, that would probably not make a fun day for me. So, I guess specifically for my nighttime routine, we kind of talked about my daily routine and how I get up and um, all that kind of stuff. But for my nightly routine, I kind of just like to relax and, again, be on my phone a little bit. Uh, maybe do some, like, nighttime yoga. Maybe read. I like to kind of just pick an activity. I'll do that to, like, wind down. I always make sure I brush my teeth, obviously, and, um, you know have my clothes laid out if I have somewhere to go the next morning I always like to have my clothes laid out it's just like an anxiety reducer for me so if I have somewhere I need to be I always make sure I have my clothes laid out otherwise I kind of just you know get into bed and get cozy and um I've really learned to like to sleep I never liked to sleep as a kid so learning to sleep has been fun um I think that happened in college but yeah, I think for my night team routine, I like to do that. Sometimes I'll eat a little snack. Um, I have a face wash routine that I like to do before I go to bed. So, yeah, I kind of just like to keep it very low-key, low vibes, and, or chill vibes, and just allow myself to decompress. And I think that that really helps me get a good quality sleep. I'm somebody who likes to have their full, full eight hours of sleep. Um, I just, again, have really learned to love to sleep, so... Uh, that's what I like to do. What was my favorite TV show growing up? I really like Reba. So Reba is a country singer who had a sitcom on TV in about 
from 2002 to 2007. And the series was about a Texas single mom played by Reba who had three kids and an ex-husband and his mistress. And his mistress and him um, eventually moved down the street from her. So it's just kind of about their family dynamics. And I just love that show so much. Um, it's just so funny. And the storylines are like pretty relatable and fantastic. And uh, it's just, I, the type of person who likes to watch shows that I like over and over and over again. So that's definitely one of the ones I watch. Um, my current favorite TV show is Yellowstone. I love Yellowstone so much. I've been recently kind of infatuated with Beth as a character and wanting to embody her spirit. Not entirely, not everything, but just that um, ferociousness and her, you know, loyalty and just her, you know, badass attitude, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just, I have a, I love her right now and I love that show. It's so good. Um, so that's what I've been watching currently. Uh, definitely into NFL football. Um, so been watching that, doing my picks every week and yeah. What is your my go-to outfit? So I would say lately it would be sweats and a tank top. I really like to be comfy. I think that I, no matter what I do, I just like comfort. It just makes me feel good and at peace and not as anxiety-provoking. I'm somebody who likes to fidget a lot. So um, that I just help makes me feel centered. So I like to make sure that, I, you know, if I like want to work out, I'm wearing loose clothing. But um, I would say sweatshirts. My Converse and, or sorry, not sweatshirts, uh, like yoga pants or sweatpants and my Converse and a tank top and maybe a hoodie or a zip up, probably more likely a zip up. Um, so I like to wear that, but when I do like to get dressed up, I love wearing my cowboy boots. I, um, lost them on the plane to Georgia. So I had to actually get a new pair, which ended up being two new pairs because I got two for the price of one. So that was pretty fun. Um, so I love myself a good pair of cowboy boots. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, a cute little top and jeans. So I'd say those are my two go-to outfits. I like to wear dresses. Um, one of the fashion styles I hate, Birkenstocks. I, no offense to anybody who wears Birkenstocks. I do not like Birkenstocks, but my feet are so narrow that... They would just look really awkward in Birkenstocks anyway, but I just, or any kind of shoe that, like, you have to show your toes, I do not like toes for some reason. I just, I think toes are, like, the weirdest part of the body. So, um, you know, I think wedges are cute, like, the little cute, like, little platform wedges, but other than that, I do not like to show my toes. I just, bleh, bleh. Um, but yeah. So I think I'm going to have a couple more, um have about a couple more questions, but, um, the next question is, what is your favorite drink? So, my favorite adult beverage is a Dirty Shirley. It's a Shirley Temple with vodka, I think, and I love a Dirty Shirley. It is my favorite, but I also like Fireball, so I liked, yeah, it surprises people, but I really do like Fireball. Um, but it, it really is kind of, like, a good combination of my personality. You have that, like, shot of, like, um, energy 
and you know sassiness but then you have like that cute like little innocent um drink as well so yeah What food can you not stand? Um, I do not like PB&Js. I know it's not a food, but I don't like milk. Um, yeah. yeah, I do not like quinoa. Um, so there's a lot of food I don't like. I have a lot of food I do like. I like spaghetti, any kind of noodle dish, any kind of rice dish. I like grapes. I like peaches. I really like fruit. But I also like sweet potatoes and pickles and tomatoes, and I try to have a well-balanced meal, or, you know, a well-balanced diet. Um, definitely not perfect, but definitely quinoa and milk. Yeah, yeah, Um, I'm like, Bleh. even just thinking about it is like, no, 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 I'm good. Um, what is the best thing to do on a summer day? I, you know, when I was down south, I love being by the pool. I think it is so fun to be outside and just be in the heat. And I just, I like the pool. So I would say the pool was the best, you know, one of the best parts about being down there. And, you know, every community has one. So it's like accessible. So that's what I'd say. Ice cream or cookies? That is tough. In a perfect world, if I could have cookies... Technically, like, let's just pretend I don't have the gluten-free restriction. Um, there is dairy-free ice cream, which I do eat. Um, that is a really tough question. Probably have to go with ice cream because I really like chocolate. I mean, I like all kinds of cookies, but my favorite cookie would probably be, like, the chocolate chip. So, like, chocolate chip cookie dough. I could just have chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. So I probably choose ice cream. I don't know. That's a really tough question. Are you an early riser or a night owl? I am definitely an early riser, although I've been sleeping in a little bit more lately these days. Um, but yeah, I like to sleep in. I like to, or sorry, I like to um, wake up early. I think the final question I'm going to wrap up this episode with is what is your favorite quote? I really like the quote, be beautiful. So it's beautiful, but be beautiful. And I really like it because it embodies the idea that authenticity brings beauty. And I just think that that is so accurate and that we all have our own individual story and parts of ourselves that no one else will ever have and I just think that that makes us so unique and special so I really like that and I think that whenever we're struggling to compare especially having a disability or chronic illness that it's really important to be able to uh, look at our authenticity and look at our strengths so I think that that quote kind of inspires me to like be grateful for my uniqueness anyway those are, that was the Q&A, and thank you guys for submitting your questions, and 
I'm going to be really sad that I don't have any episodes coming out for a month. It's going to be really weird. But I have really enjoyed this ride, and I cannot wait for next season. I already have some ideas for episodes, and I'm going to start recording, um, like I said, ahead of time. But don't worry, I won't record the Q&A episode until the end of Season 2. So I will definitely give an announcement for that. So don't worry about that. But um, I hope you guys have an amazing month off. And um, if you are just tuning into this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes. You have a whole month to do. Well, you have forever to do that because they're uploaded. But you have a whole month to go get caught up on episodes. So um, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you in a month.